From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Uh, some people may know that uh, in, in one of my many side occupations, I do a uh, monthly cartoon for a trade magazine and um, been interested in cartooning all my life. I remember I was in high school and I was reading uh, the uh, late great Herblock uh, of the Washington Post, his autobiography called A Cartoonist's Life. And uh, my grandmother looked at it and said, that's what you want to do? Uh, <laughs> and I'm wondering if Joe Wos had the same uh, reaction growing up. Joe Wos is uh, an award-winning cartoonist. He is the founder of Pittsburgh's Toonsium. He is a native of North Braddock, and he will be speaking at Woodland Hills High School on February 21st uh, to students and teachers there. You're actually a graduate of the first graduating class from Woodland Hills, aren't you? I am the class of 1988. Okay. Very first class. And this is the first time I've returned back to the high school in uh, roughly, almost exactly 30 years. Oh, so the the, the playwright was wrong. You can go home you again. You can go home again. Uh, J- Joe, thanks for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. So tell us, growing up in North Braddock, uh, did you get in trouble for drawing in your notebooks like I got in trouble? You know, it, it's funny. The, the, the story I like to tell is um, my dad was a steel worker. He worked at uh, Edgar Thompson works and was always very encouraging to me um when i was about four years old they caught me drawing on the walls with a crayon and uh rather than yell or scream they tape paper up on the walls and said go ahead and he always encouraged me i I, one of my favorite things to tell about him is when um i went to uh, ben Fairless elementary sure yeah i I had an art teacher there uh in kindergarten we were supposed to draw in kindergarten what we wanted to be when we grew up kindergarten Mm -hmm. and i wanted to be a steel worker like my dad yeah sure so um i drew the mill and what i did was i took a black crayon and this is the 1970s. Remember, we had a thing called pollution back then. I remember that, yeah. And uh, I basically scribbled all over my paper. And the teacher was furious, furious <laughs> at me. And my, my dad came in later that day after being called in by the teacher because I didn't follow instructions. He took one look at it and he said, how could you live in Braddock and not know that's the still mill? So, <laughs> But it was sort of from that point on that I knew I wanted to be uh, a cartoonist because there was no wrong way to draw. And, um, you know, the funny thing is I went back to that school many, many years ago, and that teacher, Mr. Weaver, okay. was still there. Maybe he's still out there. If you're out there, let me know. Uh, Mr. Weaver was still there, and I did a performance for the school, and I told him the story of what had happened. And I finished my show. Kids are applauding. I come off stage. Principal shakes my hand to congratulate me. And Mr. Weaver says, I taught him everything he knows. <laughs> And, and in many ways, he's right. You know, sometimes we succeed not not in spite of people, but to spite people. <laughs> Joe Wos is our guest this morning for the full half hour. He is the founder of the Toonsium. Are you still associated with the Toonsium at all? No, no, I'm not. Uh, and actually, my understanding is I think they're they are restructuring right now. Mm-hmm. They they uh, were downtown, uh, yeah. which I moved in downtown um, for many many years. Uh, I left about four years ago. Um, after seven years at the helm and as the founder. And um, now I think they're just sort of going in a new direction. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I wish them the best of luck. Uh, he is the creator of the nationally syndicated Maze Tunes, uh, which I believe is through Creator Syndicate. That's right, Creator Syndicate. Uh, tell people your website address. Uh, it is mazetunes.com. That's M-A-Z-E-T-O-O-N-S.com. So Maze and Cartoons is Maze Tunes. 
And that, that is something, too, that you're, you're triggering a lot of, a lot of uh, memories are, are lighting up in my brain right now. And one of them is that I can remember kids in elementary school creating these elaborate mazes these you know that would sometimes go on i remember uh kid and this might have been fifth or sixth grade a bunch of kids in the class getting together and it was mostly the boys i don't remember the girls being as involved and we can talk about that yeah. but and it, I, they just kept taping together sheets of paper and it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger it, did you do this too i i did i it was um the, the mazes were were quite a fad in the 1970s okay maybe uh, that's what it came into from. the into the early 80s right. and uh yeah i drew mazes all the time when i was a kid and i would draw them for friends and have them solve them and everything and then um you know it sort of faded from my life and um you know my take on mazes was always unique in that i have cartoon illustrations integrated within the maze itself mm -hmm. so we're actually going through the drawings um and uh every now and then it would sort of come back and go what am i gonna do oh, maybe i'll do something with mazes and then um probably about five years ago um i decided to to set the world record for the world's largest hand-drawn maze mm -hmm. as just sort of I don't know. I wanted to do something. And um, that's, that's, that was what I said was unique, you know, for me. Um, and then I, I got the syndication deal with Creator Syndicate, which was just unbelievable. And, and then the book deals with the Barron's Books. And so I've just been, mazes have been my thing. I'm sort of the maze guy. I, there's a bunch of things I want to talk to you about that we probably won't get to in the whole half hour. One of them being that, I, you know, you and I, I think, are roughly about the, the not too far apart in age. So, you know, we grew up with cartoons on paper, but there has been this explosion of cartoons and comic strips on the Internet. Some people are getting paid for them. Some people are not. Mm -hmm. There's been this explosion of uh, e-books and coloring books and all kinds of other, you know, you may not be getting the daily newspaper with the page of funnies in it, but... People are still getting their, their cartoon fix. Uh, so one of the things I'm wondering about that I want to ask you about later is why do cartoons connect with people so well? But I want to jump back to you. What came first for you, wanting to draw or noticing funny pictures in the real world? Uh, you know, it, it, it would have to be uh, um, Charles M. Schultz, the oh, creator sure. of uh, Peanuts. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I just love the comic strip Peanuts. I love the animated cartoons, everything about it. Um, he was my lifelong hero. Uh, I have the great honor and privilege of being the resident cartoonist of the Charles M. Schultz Museum uh, since they opened. Uh, so I've been there for 15 years. I visit twice a year. It's, I've gotten to know his family. Um, his wife, his, his widow Jeannie, has become a good friend. And, and they've just been uh, tremendous supporters of me in my career. So, so it, it's wonderful that I've come full circle. You know, the man who inspired me so much um, continues to inspire me. Um, but that was really, that was it. I loved Snoopy, and, and, I, and I wanted to be uh, like Schultz. I wanted to be a cartoonist. Uh, people who know my wife and I will know that we had uh, Charlie Brown and Peppermint Patty on the top of our wedding cake. So, uh, oh, wonderful. That's awesome. Uh, Joe Wose is our guest. Uh, he is the creator of Maze Tunes. You can find his website at mazetunes.com. And as uh, Joe just mentioned, he has been the cartoonist in residence at the Charles uh, M. Schultz Museum. How are they doing, by the way, after the recent uh, fires out there? Uh, thankfully, the museum itself was unaffected mm -hmm. by the fires. Um, I know Jeannie Schultz lost her house. Um, Jeannie Schultz did lose her home. Um, I do stay in touch with her, obviously, and, and she's, um, you know, she's doing okay. 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 She's doing good. And, and thankfully, a lot of the volunteers, they're, they're sort of rebounding. Um, I, I actually have a, a short story about that. Actually, I got an email from a mom who had lost their homes in the fires in Santa Rosa. And they had moved. And she had asked her children, they could each get one thing replaced for Christmas. You right. know, your bike, your teddy bear, whatever it was. And her daughter said, um, 
I want the the drawing of a unicorn that Joe Wos drew for me. Uh, so they emailed me, and I, I of course was bawling my eyes out on drawing yeah, this right. unicorn. So I, I was very happy to send that out. But it was such a touching thing to, you know, of all the things to lose, you know, one of my little scribbles, you know, meant something to her, that, that that young girl. So uh, yeah, please, um, you know, don't forget about those people out there. They still need your help. So is is your talk on February twenty first at Woodland Hills? Is that open to the public? Do you know? Uh, I I don't know, but you, if you check their website, uh, okay. I'm sure Woodland Hills High School, um, they'll have the information on there. That is in the uh, library and media center at Woodland Hills High School up there on uh, Greensburg Pike. Uh, Joe Wose is a graduate of Woodland Hills High School, graduate the first graduating class. Did you have uh, Mr. Sockman? I did have Frank Sockman, yeah. uh, was my principal, who, who I do as Elma Fudd at uh, all, all, all the school publications. And uh, he was great. I loved Mr. Sockman. He was a very strict principal, yes. very stern man. Um, but I absolutely loved him because um, I, I got in trouble for um, uh, drawing an underground newspaper. Oh, sure. I, I, I have never heard of anything. <laughs> that certainly doesn't happen to me. <laughs> and uh-huh. I, I got called into the office, uh-huh. and uh, I was terrified. And Mr. Sockman said, um, well, listen, son. And I said, yes, dad. Um, just because he called everybody's son, and yeah. I always called him dad. <laughs> so uh, he said, um, I want to talk to you about your cartoons. Uh-huh. I said, oh, uh, how much trouble I am. He says, you're not in trouble. He says, I love them. They're great. Uh, I can't have you on the newspaper anymore because it was actually from the district. It said, no more cartoons from Joe Wells. And he said, but, you know, if you work on the yearbook, you'll be gone by the time they see it. <laughs> so, so I'm going to put you in the yearbook. You can draw all the teachers. I drew a centerfold of all the teachers. And I looked at him and I said, you know, I'm really surprised because I, I thought you were going to be really mad because I'm particularly kind of mean to you. And he yeah. said, well, if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? And I looked at him. I said, I said, you're absolutely right. If we can't laugh at you, who can we laugh at? <laughs> and so he was very supportive. So I'm, I'm always grateful to principals, teachers I had who supported me despite my being sort of a, you know. Wiseacre. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Wos is our guest. His website is mazetunes.com. He is a nationally syndicated cartoonist of mazes and the cartoonist in residence at the Charles Shem Schultz Museum. He's a native of North Braddock and will be speaking at Woodland Hills High School on February 21st at 1245 at the Woodland Hills Library. We have to take a 30-second break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes. Support comes from the readers of TubeCityOnline.com and the Tube City Almanac, and we thank them for their support. If you'd like to contribute, please visit our website, call us at 412-614-9659, or email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. Welcome back. Our guest this morning is Joe Wose. He's a native of North Braddock. You currently live in the Penn Hills area? I do. I currently okay. live in Penn Hills. Uh, he is speaking at Woodland Hills High School, his alma mater, on February 21st uh, at 1245. He is a professional cartoonist and maze designer. He was the founder of the Toonsium in Pittsburgh, which is one of uh, only three museums in the United States that are focused on comic and cartoon arts. And he has been a professional cartoonist, more or less, since the age of 14. I've been a professional, a lot of things, more or less professional, that is. Uh <laughs> So you started in in the, for the high school newspaper and the the high school yearbook and yeah so I so I drew for uh, I, I'm proud to say I've been kicked off of every school newspaper that I've ever worked there for you go. so I'm doing something right as a cartoonist there you go um, but but through that actually my first paid gig was um, through Representative Tom McClovick. Sure, yeah. Um, had actually hired me I was 14 years old to draw caricatures at a community picnic. And that was my first paid gig. I was 14 years old. And so I, I sort of got known in the community. So the churches would call me, you know, the different groups would call me. And so I would do that. Uh, and then uh, when I was 
in my early 20s, uh, I started working with the Children's Museum of Pittsburgh. And I would just draw for kids as they came in. They, you know, like, draw me a dog. Draw me a monkey. Yeah. Draw me a frog. And before I know it, kids were saying, well, what's the dog's name? Where does he live? Who's his best friend? And I started telling stories. And from that, that involved to me developing a stage show where I draw stories as I tell them. It's on like stage. a chalk chalk type Like thing. a chalk chalk. But yeah. a single show might be, you know, 15, 20 drawings. So I'm constantly drawing and telling the stories. And uh, I, I've toured nationwide with that. I've performed at Jazz Fest in New Orleans, uh, Schultz Museum, Indianapolis, you name it. I've, I've performed in 46 states uh, nationwide. And in, in Europe, I performed in uh, Belgium and France, too. So, okay. So, um, so that was sort of, uh, you know, it's, it's constantly evolving, but I'm, I'm constantly trying to sort of create my own path. There's that old saying, you came to the fork of the road and I chose the path less traveled. Mm-hmm. Well, I came to the fork of the road and took out a machete and just sort of created my own, own path. path. Carved your own and, way. And that's sort of what I've been doing ever since. Uh, Joe Woes is our guest. He uh, is a professional cartoonist and a graduate of Woodland Hills High School. After you, after Woodland Hills, where did you get professional training in art? Or I didn't. Um, after Woodland Hills, um, I, as I said, I went to the Children's Museum yeah. and started working with them. And so... Out of that, I started the touring, and the touring ate up, you know, a good chunk of my life. Um, I then went uh, when I was in my late twenties. I decided to go to Carlo University, mm-hmm. um, and I attended Carlo for I think two and a half years um, before I left Carlo because I started touring again, and you know was doing quite well with the touring. So, um, and then uh, it, you know it just sort of kept going from that, constantly just performing and, and drawing, and, and you know it constantly branching out into new things. Uh, let me ask you this, um, and we're, we're bouncing around a little bit. So let's jump back um, a little bit. Um, uh, do do teachers? I, I started off the, our conversation here today with uh, talking about how my grandmother kind of looked at looked askance yeah, at me yeah, reading sure. reading a book about her block. I would have been better off reading about pornography, I think, um, in her, in her <laughs> mind. God bless her soul. And um, I can remember teachers in high school, too, discouraging. You know, they would see me doodling in a notebook in study hall or whatever. And, oh, that was wasting your time. Um, do, do teachers sometimes, or parents? Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because it's, it's this remarkable thing that if you have a, a beautiful drawing, it's called art. Mm-hmm. If you have wonderful words and writing, it's called literature. Mm-hmm. But when you put w- words, words and picture. pictures together, suddenly it's a comic book. Yeah, um, it's not. It's 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 literature. It's art. It's wonderful. Um, a lot of people, as Charles, have called Peanuts by Charles Schultz one of the greatest American novels that just happened to be syndicated absolutely. on a daily, you know, in over a little, fifty years, over fifty yeah, years, sure. a piece at a time. Um, yeah, and I think that's very true. I, I think you know, comics are a uniquely American art form. You know, jazz and comics are sort of the two uniquely American art forms, so, you know, two of the seven lively arts. Um, I, I have found that teachers have begun to embrace the art form a lot more than, the, than they used to. Um, Is that a generational thing? Because the teachers of today are, you're in my ages, I, and they grew up with car- cartoons Part of it is generational. Part of it is uh, the educational system has, has learned that there are lots of different kinds of learners. Um, and visual literacy is so important. I, I mean, we learn to read and write our whole lives. Two forms of communication go hand in hand. We learn to listen well and speak well our entire lives. Two forms of communication go hand in hand. We will be bombarded with visual imagery more than anything else in our lifetime. Television, billboards, just recognizing, oh, this is the new iPhone, just recognizing new imagery. But at some point in our lives, we stop creating visual imagery. That's an entire form of communication. 
the oldest and most lasting form of communication. You know, pictures are before words. You know, we have cave paintings dating back, you know, long before we had the words. Um, and yet, it vanishes. We stop doing it. And I, and I think that's a failing in the system. Um, but I think teachers are coming around. They're recognizing that when you do enhance the arts, uh, you know, all, all ships rise. Uh, so I think they've seen a change in that. Um, great example. I actually teach at Central Catholic High School. I teach a cartooning class. To my knowledge, it's one of the only high schools in North America to have a, you know, a cartooning program that for is credit. for credit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's a private Catholic school. They're open to this idea of like cartoons. Yeah, we love it. So I'm seeing more and more of that. Is Pittsburgh, it's, I, I am struck by how many cartoonists I seem to bump into um, nationally who have some uh, connection to Pittsburgh. And the other town that is seems unlikely, but there's, I think there's a reason for it, is Cleveland, that seem to have this sort of fervent um, or, or, or what it's fertile ground for cartoonists. Yes. Um, Cleveland, I think, because American Greetings. Cleveland is definitely because of American Greetings. But, but why Pittsburgh and Cleveland? What, how did they become sort of centers for people who do cartoon art? You know, Pittsburgh, if I were to actually get more specific, um, you know, Pittsburgh has a lot of great cartoonists. Um, there haven't been a whole lot of comic strip guys. There have been a lot of comic yeah. guys. Um, if you stretch up at the Newcastle, you got mm-hmm. people like Jack Cole, who yeah. created Plastic Man. So, so the region is very fertile, actually, when it comes to pop culture in general. Um, there, there's a, you know, a lot of great musicians, a lot of great artists. Um, I, I think part of it is whenever you have sort of this hardcore blue collar mill worker, hunky, you know, guy, yeah. you know, you, you have this rebellion of the children who go in the opposite direction and say, I'm going to draw funny pictures. Yeah. You know, so I honestly think that is part of it. Um, I think another part of it's interesting, uh, as I was saying, you get more specific, Pittsburgh is really the birthplace of African-American cartooning. Um, because of the Courier? In a large part because of the Courier. Okay. But, but Matt Baker, who was okay. one of the first um, mainstream black comic book artists, uh, was from Pittsburgh. Jackie Orms, um, the first female black cartoonist, was from Pittsburgh. Uh, Ollie Harrington worked for the Courier. Yeah. Um, you had so much talent in a large part because of the Courier. Um so that I think that if I were to sort of carve out what is Pittsburgh's unique place in history of cartooning, uh, I would say forget about me, forget all these other cartoonists. Our, our real claim to fame and the thing we should be proud of is that we really are the birthplace of African American cartooning, and I think it's a wonderful thing. That is something that I didn't even, I really didn't know. And this being Black History Month, that's uh, particularly appropriate to uh, even mention that. I, I was thinking in terms of you, you mentioned that not a lot of comic strip artists, but comic book artists, and I'm also thinking of the nationally known editorial cartoonists that Pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh area have produced. Yeah. Going back to Cy Hungerford, uh, through Tim Menees, uh, yeah. Rob Rogers, uh, Randy Bish at the Tribune Review. The tri- yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there's another guy, Tim, that I can't remember. Uh, what's the last Tim name? Hartman. Tim Hartman. Tim Hartman. Hartman. Yeah, yeah, another great one. Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of great editorial cartoonists. That's a, a long tradition going back. I mean, Cy Hungerford is sort of the, you know, the grandfather the, the dean. of editorial here, here cartooning in, in Pittsburgh. Dean yeah. Calm. Yeah, and, I, and just a great, was just sort of this, you know, legend and really laid the groundwork and, and loved art. Art Wood, um, who was a collector of cartoon art, got his start in Pittsburgh uh, as an editorial cartoonist uh, before moving on to uh, D.C. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, there's this, this rich tradition of it. And again, I, I, you know, Pittsburgh has always embraced the arts. 
Um, so, I mean, why should cartoon art be any different, really? And, I mean, and more names are springing to mind. Uh, Arnold Varga, who was from McKee Sport and was a yeah, great editorial yeah. illustrator. And, um, of course, Warhol, we haven't even talked yeah. about. And the, some of the same controversy uh, about is, is comic strips or comic books, is graphic novels, is that art? Have, of course, been leveled yeah, and, at Warhol over the and years. And Warhol, of course, was, I mean, he really, he wanted to be a cartoonist. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was, that was his passion. He loved Disney, loved cartoons. Yeah. Um, I, from your region, uh, you have Ed Pisker. Yeah. Uh, right. From here, he's he's really just uh, taken off like a like a rocket. Um, so, to, yeah, there's, it's, it's a lot of talent. Wayno, who does, yes. um, who's just took over Bizarro, Bizarro. Yeah. Uh, from Pittsburgh. So, yeah, there's there's a tremendous amount of great talent here. And, um you know, it's it's um, there's something uh, something very fertile about the culture, about that blue collar work ethic, and just sort of you know people don't realize that a cartoonist is you're chained to a desk 365 days a year if you're doing a syndicated strip. Yeah. You're, you I've got to create a cartoon for every day, yeah. and I'll work a little bit differently than most, and that I will work you know really hard for a month to get a couple months worth of work done, and then I'll take a few months off, and then I'll work on books during that yeah. time or work on my writing or whatever. So. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty intense. We have uh, one last 30-second break to take. When we come back, let's talk about what the career paths are uh, for people who are interested in, in cartoon arts or illustration, okay? Sure. Joe Ose is our guest. He's going to be speaking at his alma mater, Woodland Hills High School, on uh, February 21st. That's a Wednesday at 12.45 p.m. Uh, as part of their Woodland Hills Interaction Series. Uh, you can find out more by going to the school district's website and asking them. Uh, Joe also has a website at Maze Tunes. He is a nationally syndicated cartoonist and the cartoonist in residence at the Charles Schultz Museum in California. We'll be right back to wrap things up in 30 seconds. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media in You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email tubecitytiger.com. At gmail.com. Welcome back. Our guest for the final few minutes is Joe Wose. He is uh, the creator of Maze Tunes. He is a nationally syndicated cartoonist through Creator Syndicate, uh, author of many books of uh, cartoon mazes, and uh, a cartoon uh, historian, and the founder of the Toonsium in Pittsburgh, although no longer affiliated with uh, the Toonsium. Uh, so when we took the break, we were talking about this sort of blue-collar heritage of, of the Pittsburgh area, which has produced so many uh, great illustrators and cartoonists. Um, one thing before I, I want to talk to you about career paths, but one thing I want to ask you about is all those cartoonists we mentioned that are from the Pittsburgh area were male. Is there a gender thing in cartooning? There are a lot of good women cartoonists. There Paige, are a lot Paige of fantastic. Um, one, one of my favorites. Love Paige, good yeah. friend. Uh, Terry Levinson yeah. in Cleveland. She does Pajama Diaries. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, the list goes on yeah. and on and on. And there's, there are a lot of very talented you know, women cartoonists in Pittsburgh. We did mention Jackie Orms, yeah. uh, the first African-American yeah. woman cartoonist. Um, there's but a lot as, of, as a kid, I remember, like I said, we, we talked, started about, you know, you talked about it, growing up in mazes. I remember it was the boys who were... It was a male-dominated art form for many, yeah. many Many, many, many years. Yeah. Um, a male-dominated industry, absolutely. Um, you'd have a few women who would crack through that, and it was difficult, just like a lot of industries. Um, that has changed drastically. Um, most of the great talent that's coming up now is is women cartoonists and women writers. There's so much talent there, and it's and, and it's you know well deserved. Talent is talent, and these are fantastic artists. Women, male, doesn't matter. They're fantastic artists. Um, and I just look at the stuff that's happening uh, now. When I teach classes, you know, when I taught a class. 20 years ago, I'd have one girl in the class. Now I have more 
females in my okay. class than I do men. Okay. Uh, young boys, really. Um, so I usually have more girls in the class than boys in my class. So it's, it's that trend it's balancing has shifted. Out. Not just balancing out. It shifted, okay. and we are going to see the industry go through a major transformation in probably about 15 years. We're going to see the industry shift from being sort of this male-dominated. We will see it eventually become dominated by women's voices, and I think that's great. Okay. Um, let's talk about uh, career paths. One thing that has been concerning, I think, to a lot of us who are editorial cartoon fans in particular is you know, the way that nationally known talent or regionally known talent often came up was every – newspaper down to the McKeesport Daily News had a staff cartoonist. In McKeesport, it was Dink Alm. I'm sure there was somebody at the Homestead Messenger, the Braddock Free Press, Clareton Progress. Everyone had an illustrator who, you know, they might not have been very good, but they had one. Yes. Um, those paths have are being closed off, and more and more even large regional newspapers, Pittsburgh, thank goodness, being the exception so far, are dropping their editorial cartoonists. What are the new career paths for people who want to get into cartoon art? You know, uh, I, I, I'm a big advocate for sort of blazing your own path, mm -hmm. you know, being original for ideas. For me, it was it was the mazes. Yeah. You know, no one was doing it. And, you know, thankfully, I found a wonderful publisher, Barron's, who, who has done several books with me, um, Myths and Monsters, Amazing Animals. We have a new one coming out called Mazozoic. Um, so finding your own path is important. For some people, that will be digital, finding yeah. ways to make digital work, that they're making ad revenue. Um, for others, the comic book industry is booming. Um, and the reason it's booming is because um, other media is looking to comics for content. Sure. Um, Wizard World, uh, the uh, comic book um, uh, convention, that they're, they're nationwide. They just made a deal with um, uh, Sony. Sony is now coming to these conventions, scouting the artist alleys, looking for new talent. Um, so keeping that in mind, that, that those basic skills of drawing, whether you go into comic books, comic strips, uh, editorial, or storyboarding, yeah. or you know animation, there are fields out there for you. It's just finding one which is the best fit. And how important is it then to be digital literate? Uh, speaking of women cartoonists, and I always mispronounce her name, Ann Talnace from... Yes, Ann is oh, the, the, the best. Used to be at the Philadelphia Daily News, I think, yeah. and is now at the Washington, Washington Post. Post. Her cartoons are almost all now digitally animated. Yes, um, you know they 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 morph. You know it's 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 President Trump, but he's morphing into something else, or it's it's you know it goes from one thing rather than telling a story through panels. It it's, it's, it's animated. animated. Yeah, uh, it, it's very important. I mean, um, you know, I, I like people to be able to pick up my mazes and solve them with good old pencil and mm -hmm. on paper. Sure. Um, but I recognize that there are a lot of people who are printing up at home or just doing them on their phone with their, you know, tracing through their fingers. So um, you need to be aware that's, it's just another medium, you know, I, I mean, it evolves. I, I have no problem with kids on their phones or TVs or anything, you know, um, every generation has their, uh, you know, their, their unique sort of take on tech that, that helps them. My grandfather had a great line. He would always say, <laughs> anybody who tells you, he was World War II generation, he would say, uh, anyone tells you we were the greatest generation and the smartest generation, don't believe them. The most popular show on the radio was a ventriloquist. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wondered about Edgar that Bergen, So every generation is going to embrace a new technology. Nothing wrong with that. As artists, we have to embrace it too and, and just use it as another medium to get our message out there. In the final minute or two we have left, um, it goes so fast. Uh, you know, w growing up where I found cartoons was in the newspaper. Where should people, you know, if you've got a grandson, granddaughter, um, niece, nephew who's interested in cartoons, wh where's someplace to send them 
to go find so, cartoons. Online, gocomics.com. I'm on there. Hundreds of cartoonists are on there. Great source. Um, your library, great source. Bookstores, obviously. Hey, get out there to the bookstore. So important. Buy my books. I need you to do it. <laughs> Um, your newspapers. Subscribe to the newspaper. Yeah. They're a great source, please. Um, for, the, for the older kids, there's a great website called The Nib. That yeah, has The great Nib work is every fantastic. Um, you know, uh, actually, one of their editors had lived in Pittsburgh for a while. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. Just just get out there and wherever you can find them. Um, you'll find something for them, whether it's anime, manga, comic books, comic strip. There's something for everyone. And uh, if they want to go to your website, can they get your books from your website? They absolutely can. Tell us what your website is, Joe. It Lose. is mazetunes.com. There's lots of Mazes, there's over hundreds of mazes there you can print up and solve, uh, along with um, stories about my creative process and, and uh, lessons for kids, everything. Joe Wos is a nationally syndicated cartoonist. He is the cartoonist in residence at the Charles M. Schultz Museum in California. He is a graduate of Woodland Hills High School and a native of North Braddock. He'll be speaking at Woodland Hills High School at the library as part of their Woodland Hills Interaction Series. That's at 1245 p.m., February 21st, uh, 2018, obviously, duh. And uh, that will be to students and teachers there at Woodland Hills. And I think, based on the fact that they sent out a press release, I have think that the public from the Woodland Hills area is also invited. Well, but- show up, especially if you graduated with me. I'd love uh, to see Okay, so check it out with the uh, school district uh, and check out Joe's website at maztunes.com. Joe Wos has been our guest this morning. Thank you, Joe, for taking some time to talk with us. Thanks so much for having me. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.